Welcome everyone back to the Roto Sharks NBA podcast. With me today, I have our cash game expert Ryan. Uh, his Twitter handle is underscore rc six six underscore. Ryan, watching the games today. How you feeling? Uh, you know, games today were pretty boring. You know, we had uh, two blowouts, and uh, I guess the Warriors Clipper game is all right, but definitely not appealing for the DFS purpose. I definitely think today was um, a very weird day, three-game slate. Um, I know you don't like small-game slates, neither do I. It doesn't give you much to pick from, right? Yeah. uh, What shocked me was the Miami Heat blowout. Oh, for sure. I thought – I knew Miami would be in the game. I just didn't think Milwaukee was going to get blew out like that. Well, coming into – I mean, these first few games, I mean, you see a lot of uh, the stars who's still trying to find their shot. Obviously, the Lucas didn't shoot well. I mean, there's some people in this Clippers game that I'm currently watching while we're on the podcast that are not shooting well as e- either. So, it's a little weird start to the NBA season. Sure, and one thing from these games today will mostly just be Bucks. Sykes is the only game that – the only team that's played two games so far besides the Warriors um, is that you can't rely on the first game as a source of um, research, basically. I mean, you can, but we saw the Bucks blow out, arguably, you know, the second-best team in the East or the best team in the East and the Brooklyn Nets by 20, and they come into Miami, who they blew out in the playoffs and um, lost by almost 40. So, you know, people obviously, you know, thought Milwaukee, after blowing out Brooklyn, would come in and pretty much do the same thing with Miami, but that obviously wasn't the case, so... You got to be a little, you know, still in the first couple of days, you got to be a little gassy and um, with what you think is going to happen. And it definitely didn't help with the injuries that Milwaukee came in with, but uh, we learned from this. I mean, the cash line was over three, well over 300 yesterday. The cash line is probably going to be around 240, 250 today. So obviously today didn't go as anybody planned, really. No, not at all. We got a we got a big slate this uh, on Friday, which is typically the case for NBA. So, uh, which is always a good thing to look forward to is on Fridays. We'll get into the first game on the slate, which is the Charlotte Hornets, and they're traveling to Cleveland right now. Obviously, Charlotte is favored by two and a half. The over and under on this is two twenty and two twenty five and a half. Um, Lamella Ball balled out without te- uh, Teddy Rozier. Brian, what's your take on the uh, Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, um, there's not much to like from Charlotte if Terry Rozier plays tomorrow. Um, we saw last year when Terry and LaMelo were on the floor together. Um, you know, they took away a lot from each other's usage. Either Terry was going to have a good game or it was LaMelo. Um, so from a cash purpose, I don't like LaMelo tomorrow if Rozier plays. Um just because LaMelo won't take 23 shots again. Now, he can get the other peripherals, so he's an okay play. Um, but if uh, Rozier is back, we saw Rozier be the ball hander a lot last year uh, when LaMelo was on the floor. So, um, 8200 I really like the price. Even, um, I guess, if Terry plays, he's a he's a pretty okay play um, in cash if Rozier plays. But if Rozier misses, age 200 for a LaMelo ball who we just saw basically almost drop a 30-point triple-double. That is a near lock in cash, especially against the Cavs' defense. Exactly. And uh, you 
You know, the crazy thing is he only played 28 minutes. Yeah. So that, I mean, he had played 28 minutes, 31 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Like that, that to me is amazing in in a tight game too. So like I, I could see him getting more minutes now. In my opinion, I said this on the, the first podcast, I think LaMelo Ball being the starter for the whole year, I think he it just improves, improves, improves. Like, to me, I think he's a 9K player, easily. Oh, easy. So, I mean, and this is what Ryan meant by you can't take an account to one game. I mean, the Hornets, their first game, this is their second game, didn't have Teddy Rozier. This is going to be a different Hornets team when Rozier comes back. So, uh, the um, Cody Martin, one of the twins, he's not going to get 24 minutes when Rozier is in the game. Or Ish Smith's not going to get, might, might not get the 21 minutes, um, you know, with uh, Teddy Rozier back in the game. So you just got to look at that and uh, just obviously know Teddy Rozier is coming back. But uh, another dude that um, obviously that on the Hornets that looked pretty well was Gordon Hayward. Uh, he played 35 minutes, had 27 real life points. And the a few rebounds and assists, he's not really going to be your guy that's going to get all of that. But I think Gordon Hayward, I watched some of the games because I, I'm a big fan of LaMelo Ball. I think uh, he's definitely better than his brother. But I watched the game, and Gordon Hayward looked good to me. Yeah, he did. Um, Gordon Hayward is someone um, in DFS that's just annoying as heck to even play. Mm-hmm. You know, he's either going to have, you know, the 37 FanDuel points like he did last game, or he's going to bust for, like, low 20s and at 7k um you're looking for a guy that you know it's going to be a good player when you're playing a 7k or higher player you're basically wanting 40 plus FanDuel points and I just don't see the upside with Gordon Hayward again even if um Terry Rozier is playing um he's coming off an injury that he had last year um and I don't think he takes 22 shots again that was just weird he doesn't get much other peripherals I mean he played 35 minutes the most on the team other than Kelly Oubre. Um, but, again, he only had five boards and three assists. Um, so if he doesn't score 27 points, that's – he only had 37 FanDuel points. So when you see LaMelo, who only played 29 minutes, take the same amount of shots and get 50, about 58 FanDuel points, um, he's the guy that you want to play, obviously, from this Hornets team. And Gordon Hayward, especially if Rozier is back, won't be taking 20 shots. He'll probably be taking 10 or less with Rozier back. And he's not going to get you much of the peripheral. So I could easily see um, Gordon Hayward see under 20 FanDuel points tomorrow very easily if Rozier is back. 100%. Uh, even all of last year, uh, you know, Gordon Hayward, he's hurt a lot. But uh, Gordon Hayward, DFS-wise, he's just a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get. I'd rather someone you know what you're going to get. But the reason I brought up uh, LaMelo Ball, you know, getting that only 29 minutes, I mean, I could see him averaging 33 minutes a game. I mean, he is a young player. Usually the NBA, they like to, you know, run their young players. So I was kind of shocked that he only had that 28, 29 minutes, to be honest, especially with uh, Rozier out. So I'm, I'm interested to see what his – like, he wasn't in foul trouble or anything, so I'm interested to see what his minutes are going to be but, uh, for the next game. But this is – they're going up against a Cleveland team that just – John Moran just gave them the business. You know, like as we talk about the other side, you know, Cleveland, uh, John Rand just gave those guards the business. Bro. That's one That's one of the reasons that excites me about LaMelo Ball. And I think if um, Rozier is out, I think LaMelo is a fantastic play at 8200. Oh, for sure. He's going to be chalked too. 
I think he's still going to be chalk even if Rozier plays, which is a mistake. Um, there's definitely better plays around that price than Lamelo with Rozier. But again, like you said, he's going to get you the rebounds and assists. So when he's when Rozier's out and he's the guy shooting the ball, you're going to see um, a high point game from Lamelo. One thing I do want to point out though with Lamelo is I don't think he will score 58 FanDuel points again. I think he scores below 50 even with Rozier out. Uh, we've seen Lamelo be super inconsistent shooting the basketball from three, and he was seven for nine. So 21 of his points came from the three. Um, so when I see that, he didn't take any – he took only two free throws. He's not really attacking the basket. Um, so I don't think he shoots that well from three again. I think you could see an off-shooting game from him, just like we saw an off-shooting game from Chris Middleton today, like a guy that relies on the three-pointer to score. Um, and you shoot like Chris Middleton did four for 14 today. Um Obviously, LaMelo, unlike Middleton, has other peripherals to complement the points, but I don't think you're going to see that high 60-point season. I don't think no one really ever shoots as well as, you know, almost basically 70 or 80% from three um, two games in a row. So I think you see a big jump drop off of the points tomorrow. Even it is shooting very there. It did shoot very well at 8,200. Um, in case you guys didn't know, with, with NBA, you won at least five times the value, which in this case would be about 41 points for LaMelo. I personally think he hits that, but I think there might be other point guards on this slate that can get you five and a half times value where you can spin up other places. Well, for sure. And I and I don't, you know, and I'm a cash pro, so I'm not very, you know, if Rozier is out, I, I'm going to be struggling with the fade. I don't like him tomorrow as much as um, a lot of people in the industry do. He's very inconsistent from the three, super inconsistent. So right, and I mean, he shot eleven. He shot eleven of twenty-three, and like you said, he was. You said seven of nine, right? He was seven of nine from three. So even his jump shot was inconsistent yesterday because I mean he was basically four for fourteen, other than the three point. Yeah, and what scares me is he's not attacking the basket, only shooting two free throws. Um, when we see his teammate like Gordon Hayward shooting eight free throws. Um, so basically, like um, we're saying, Gordon Hayward, instead of taking 22 shots, he basically took 30 shots with added free throws. Or you want to say two free throws per shot. So basically, he shot 26 times. Um, so that's, that's what scares me with LaMelo is he is, you know, he's relying on he relied on that three-pointer for his points all game. Um, I think he probably you see him probably shoot three for nine tomorrow. I still think he hits value, but like we said, there's going to be guys at the point guard position that we'll talk about later that will, uh, I think, be better scoring value wise than Lamelo Ball tomorrow. Definitely. And um, on the Cleveland side, um, one guy I really like. Well, I mean, there's really two guys, and they're both bigs, right? Evan Mobley and Jared Allen both uh, played really well. Evan Mobley's a young kid, uh, played 38 minutes. Yesterday, I mean that's that's pretty good for a rookie. Um, and then Jared Allen, Jared Allen just gives you so much. I mean, he didn't. To be honest with you, he didn't really get that many. He only had four rebounds yesterday. I mean, what do you what do you think about the uh, Cleveland side, Ryan? Yeah, I love Evan Mobley tomorrow. Like we said, with centers and power forwards, it doesn't matter how you shoot from the field when all you're doing is taking layups. Um, the thing I do like about Mobley is he can stretch the floor, so he can get you some threes at the time. He can get you some mid ranges. Um, and he doesn't really foul a lot. I mean, he only had two fouls for being a guy that's, you know, playing in the paint. And, you know, we see a lot of those 
shot blockers like Mobley, who he only had one, but still, you see guys like that who constantly get into foul trouble. So I like him, and what I like to see from him is that he's playing close to 40 minutes. That's about seven minutes more than anyone else on the team. Um, So they only really have Kevin Love and Jared Allen, and Jared Allen only saw 28 minutes. So what's basically I'm seeing from this is that Evan Mobley is their guy at the center position. Um, They don't have any backups other than Kevin Love at that forward position. Um, So it's going to be Evan Mobley, and he's cheap as heck over on FanDuel. I don't know his DK price. You're going to have to – Join our Discord or go look yourself or ask Dylan what your thoughts are on, uh, um, you know, the Cavs, Evan Mobley price. But he's only at 6,100 tomorrow. Um, Charlotte is decent, I would say, against the power forward. Um, P.J. Washington, that is. Um, but I love Evan Mobley's price tomorrow. P.J. Washington doesn't start, but he will get his minutes. About So he'll probably see a little bit of time on Mobley. When you're seeing 10 boards for Mobley and about 20 points, um, when a game where Jarrett Allen had a lot of usage, I don't think Jarrett Allen's usage is going to be that high again. I think Mobley has a way better game than his first game. And at 6,100, you're going to easily see value um, from Evan Mobley tomorrow. And and the one thing I love about Evan Mobley is the fact that, and, and this is why I don't think it's a fluke, I mean, Steven Adams is a pretty good defender of center. I mean, he's not the best, but, you know, he's, he's definitely in the top half. And then also, I mean, the Memphis team in general, is just a really good defensive team. So to see him do that in his first ever game versus a defense like that um, was pretty impressive to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I love him tomorrow. He's going to get Mason Plumley defense or Miles Bridges defense for a while, for most for probably sixty six percent of the game, which I like a lot. One um, another guy I want to point out on this cast side of the ball is Darius Garland. If he plays, he is questionable tomorrow. Um, he's going to get you the 10-plus assists every game for shot falls, which it didn't really sh- fall that much well uh, yesterday. Or yeah, 5 for 15 wasn't good. Yeah, so when he gets a shot going, he's going to have – you could see a Trey Young-like performance today with 40 FanDuel points, but that's really his upside. And at 6,800, you know, he doesn't really get the rebounds or the steals or blocks, so I would rather much rather play a guy we'll talk about later for a couple dollars cheaper. Um, but if Garland is out, I love Collins Sexton tomorrow. Um, I also like some Ricky Rubio. I really like the guards if Garland is out. You know, Sexton, he's a little up there at 7,300, and he doesn't really do much other than score. But we've seen games where Garland's out, and Sexton usage is off the charts. Um, but I'll let you um, add on to a little bit of this um size, but Evan Mobley's usage will go way up, too, if Garland's out. That's about 15 shots being taken away tomorrow out of the starting lineup if he misses. So, Mobley, I think, is a must-play if Garland's out, and I already think he's a must-play right now with Garland. So, Another thing, if, Gar- if Garland's out, um, you would assume Rubio would be the starter, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Rubio, that's what I'm looking at right now. Like, Rubio is, I mean, he he's one of he's just one of those guys. I mean, he traveled what he was with uh, Minnesota, he's with Utah, and he's just like one of those traveling guys. But he's always capable for a double double with the assist and rebounds. And if Rubio he got twenty five minutes and did ten assists and twelve uh, points, but if he gets implemented in that starting role, he's definitely getting thirty plus minutes if Garland's out. Oh, and sure. At, I mean, at his price, you could definitely take a stab at him because really, I mean. 
at 5,600, you only need about, what, 28, 29 points, and I can definitely see him eclipsing that. And that's, that's one of the players I would look at at the point guard, and this is why uh, if Rozier is back with LaMelo, some of these plays that might happen, I like them a little bit better because you can play up at other positions. Yeah, um, and with these, um, if Garland is indeed out, the Cavs don't really have that deep of a bench. So you're going to see all these starters play 35-plus minutes tomorrow. Um, so I don't mind playing a couple of them, and I would probably only play Rubio and Mobley just because I hate Sexton's price, and you never know what Jerry Allen's price is up there too. Um, but, yeah, the only thing that, that's going to um, be down for Rubio is probably his shots being on that starting lineup. His usage will be down. He yeah. might still take 10 shots, but his usage definitely will come down. Um, he's pretty much the only scorer off the bench. Um, but his assist number will be way up. It'll be yeah, right. because there's, there, there's there's nobody in the starting lineup that gets assist. No, other no, than Garland. No. You know what I mean? Exactly. If Garland's out, yeah. then he basically takes over Garland's assist, really. Yep. Um, and I think I think that portion right there will help him out. Now, with Mobley and his usage, obviously, the more he gets acclimated and the more uh, you know experience he gets under his belt, I feel like they're going to go to him more. Like, he only took 13 shots. Um, I mean, Cleveland's pretty much a well-rounded team um, as far as shooting the ball. Jared Allen was perfect, 11 for 11. But, like, the more Mobley gets in there, you know, I don't know how much more minutes he can garnish. Because, I mean, 38 minutes, that, that's a lot of minutes. Uh, you know, I, I think he can manage that all year, 38 minutes, being young. And, I mean, he's going to be the focal point of that team, right? He's going to – I think in this game, I think he's going to get his uh, first double-double for sure. Oh, I think you can see a triple double from him tomorrow if Garland's out. Yeah, he he he's uh he's definitely he's definitely uh not your typical big man. He's more of a the Joker. Not, I mean, he's not the. I'm not saying he's the Joker, but I'm saying he can get you the peripherals that uh, Nikola Jokic gets you. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna say some of my Pistons fans. Everyone knows Cade. I loved Cade, and I would have took Cade again at number one. But um, everyone said. Um, Jalen Green was the consensus number two overall, but I never liked Jalen Green. I would have took Evan Mobley. I loved Evan Mobley coming out of college. Um, the only thing that scared me for the Pistons taking him was we already had Beef Stew and Grant, but Evan Mobley was my second favorite prospect coming out of the draft. I love this kid out of USC. I played him a lot in the March Madness uh, DFS last year, so I'm really high on Evan Mobley. He, um, he should have a great game tomorrow, and I think he's a lock in all formats. Yeah, I, 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 I love him. Yeah, I love him too. Yeah. One thing I do want to point out with the Charlotte side, though, is that the Cavaliers are so bad on defense. So you can – this game's going to be high scoring. So that's another thing I like with the Hornets is they're going to be – it's going to be a really high pace to play tomorrow. Um, and I don't know what the over is, but um, – uh, Yeah, so it was uh, the – hold on, let me bring it back up here. It was 225 and a half. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like Which, that. Honestly, so, so some of them, um, like, there's a game later on for, you know, for obvious reasons that's going to be a higher um, projection than this, you know, for Vegas, uh, which is the Lakers in Brooklyn. So, well, I mean, we'll definitely get into that later, but there's obvious reasons why that game's projected so high. But it, it's what? It's, it's, uh, Lakers in Brooklyn? Lakers and Brooklyn is the highest at 237, 238. Lakers, some of them have, Lakers, Lakers are playing the Suns. 
Oh my God. It's, so remember how I told you, and this is, this is funny. Remember how I told you these have the, uh, Christmas day odds already? <laughs> Do you remember how I remember when I said, I can't believe they have these odds already or the, yeah. So ignore that. The highest of the game, um, would be 227, which is the Lakers and Phoenix, which got betted down to 223 already. Wow. Yeah, so they're basically the highest. I like the over in this game. Uh, we saw Cleveland a lot 130, and we saw the Pacers a lot 120. So right there, by both them allowing points, that's already uh, 150. And they both scored over 122. So I think this game easily hits that over. I want to say easily. I, ha- I think it's a good chance it hits. All right. So... Anything on that? Anything else on that? On those two teams? No, not really. Um, Kevin Love's way too expensive. I don't mind Lori Markkinen at fifty one hundred, even if Garland's he, out. He saw some high usage. Go ahead. No, nah, he he shot poorly, but he's not going to shoot like that. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, he shot poorly. and He still had twenty six FanDuel points. So at fifty one hundred, he did hit value. Um, all he's going to need is, you know, probably twenty five FanDuel points. He didn't exceed it. But again, like size just said, he shot poorly, so I don't right. mind taking shots on him. I do I mean, think that he's small forward eligible. That's just how it's been in the NBA so far. I mean, they're just shooting poorly right now. I mean, they you know haven't got. I mean, haven't played much together. Like Lori, new team, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. These people, these they're they're professionals for a reason. Uh, they're going to find their jump shot. I mean, you know, what was Reggie Jackson zero for six to start start the game? Like that. I mean, that's just. It is what it is. It's beginning of the year. Don't panic. Yeah. I, again, it's going to probably – I'll rank them. Mobley 1, Lori 2, and Rubio 3. Um, we saw Lori go off in the preseason. Again, I did a lot of preseason NBA. So, a lot of my takes on here, you're going to hear me say NBA preseason. Um, but we've seen it so far this season, like guys that went off in the preseason. Like, no one was on Tyler Harrow today because of how bad he was last year. Like, the dude went off in preseason. Confidence all-time high. Went off today. Um, another guy was Montrez Harrell. I looked at his preseason, you know, usage. No one had Harrell at 4K. The dude exceeded value, got priced all the way up to 5,700. So it's just things like that where this early in the season, yeah, look at players that are doing well, that did well consistently throughout the preseason. And Lori was one of those guys, um, who was, had a high usage, shooting the ball well, got a lot of rebounds. So at 5,100, I do really like his prices. So. But yeah, that's that's probably it from this game. So, so the next game we got on the slate will be the New York Knicks versus the Orlando Magic. And um, to be honest, I don't think this game is going to be as close. Um, it might be because New York just played a double overtime, and they might be tired. But who knows? But right now, Vegas has New York favored by seven, and the over and under is only two thirteen. Um, uh, on the New York side, Ryan, go ahead. What do you like? Um, I like the big men again. Um, if, you know, what's his face? Uh, Nerlens Noel and Todd Gibson both missed tomorrow. Um, you know, I don't think Todd plays only because it's Orlando. And I think they think they can win without him, so they're going to give him another day. That's what I'm hearing. So I like Mitchell Robinson, but I don't like Julius Randle at his price tag. I uh, know he had 60 FanDuel points, but you got to remember these FanDuel points, they played 10 more minutes than they usually would. So, you know, Julius Randle is about a 
per minute score. So you take 15 FanDuel points away, he's at 45, and that's just around value. Or I think that's under value for 9,500. Um, so Randall's usage wasn't really – I mean, his usage was there, but he didn't really get many other peripherals. I don't think he shoots as well as he did. Um, and I think this game is a blowout. Um, I just don't think there's any way the Magic can stay close with the Knicks. Um, so probably the only guy I would like from this team is Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, not with all the injuries. I mean, Orlando's facing a lot of injuries, and they just like they just got blown out by the Spurs, right? I mean, and I think me and you can agree. I think New York is a better team than the Spurs, right? Because um, yeah. the Spurs are st- the Spurs are still unknown, even though they did blow out the Magic. Like, I'm still interested to see um, how they do in San Antonio um, without having a quote unquote star on the team because no more Demar. But I I just don't think this game's gonna be close and I don't think you could chase that Julius Randle box score because I don't he's definitely not playing forty six minutes a game, that's for sure. Um even though he i mean, he should put up a lot of points against the Magic, I just don't see the starters playing in the fourth quarter. No. And one guy I really do like from this Knicks team it might end up in my fan duel lineup just depending on how much salary I need is Obi Toppin. We saw him play close to 30 minutes. He didn't play in overtime much at all because, you know, it was the starters. And he saw 28 minutes. 28 minutes. Put up 22 FanDuel points. But at 3,600 in a game that I think is going to blow out, he's blowout proof. The usage will be there. He played a lot with Julius Randle. When Julius Randle won't be on the floor, he'll be getting the rebounds. Um, So I really like Obi Toppin at 3,600 tomorrow. Um, along with let me ask you closely. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. If Taj Gibson does play tomorrow, do you think Obi Toppin plays as many minutes? Because uh, some of these minutes is going to get taken when he comes back. Oh no, he won't play as many minutes with uh, okay. Taj, but he still will get that fourth quarter run. So I don't know if he might see the same amount of minutes, but he definitely is less appealing. But I still don't mind taking shots on him. But I still think he'll see twenty plus. And but you can't bet on a blowout. So yeah. That's that's true. Uh, you always um, you always bet on what you know. Don't ever assume anything in NBA because I mean uh, we assumed that Giannis was going to blow up today. I mean, without all those play, I mean he t- did terrible today as far as DFS goes. But uh, don't ever assume anything. Uh, although we think this is going to be a blowout, don't assume it. Yeah, exactly. So in GPPs, you can assume all you want. You take shots, and you think, oh, this guy's going to get a lot of fourth quarter run. I'll take the shot at 3,600. But in cash, you can't do that. So if Taj Gibson plays, it most likely will get me off of Obi Toppin. But, again, he could still find my lineup at 3,600. There's not much he needs to do in 15 minutes um, to get value. So, again, if I need that salary, if I absolutely need it in Taj's playing, um, you could see him still in my lineup. But if Taj is out, there's a very good chance you're going to see Obi top in my lineup. Very right. good chance. And now on the Orlando side, I mean, they're just they're just awful. I mean, they got some, like, Mo Bamba didn't play bad, but um, they are going up against a strong defensive Knicks team, especially in the interior. Um, yeah. So what do you like about Orlando, or do you like anything? I love I loved Wendell Carter Jr. all preseason. I don't know why he only played 19 minutes. That was very very weird to me. Why he only played 19 minutes? And those 19 minutes, he put up 13 points, eight rebounds, a steal, and assist. I mean, damn, he put up basically what was it? Um, he put up 27 FanDuel points in 19 minutes. 
I don't know why he didn't play much. I really don't. I mean, maybe it was because the game blew out and they didn't want him on the floor anymore. Um, but he was a beast in the preseason, too. And I really like Wendell Carter Jr. Um, so I don't mind taking a price, taking a shot on him tomorrow at 5400 But again, like Cy said, this is a really good defensive team in the New York Knicks. So, Well, the one thing I could think of about Wendell Carter, um, well, the one thing I thought of was that um, – it could be because San Antonio is a much smaller team, right? So, like, but that doesn't make sense because Obama played 27 minutes, right? Yes. So, I'm totally lost of why he only played 19 minutes. Yeah. Like, I, like it looks like, because just by the minutes projections, right, or just the minutes, it looks like a lot of their guards played a lot more minutes. So, it looks like they were trying to match San Antonio on the size and the speed and trying to get Wendell Carter out of there. Maybe he didn't match up well. Maybe the coach didn't think he matched up well against the team. But, I mean, the guy literally had 8.13 rebounds in just nine, 19 minutes. So, uh, I have no idea. I think he played no. better than Mo Bamba did. Yeah. If, Mo, if, if Wendell gets the same amount of minutes as Bamba does, Wendell's having more points than Bamba. And Bamba, got, sure. the 1, Bamba got the 1,000 FanDuel point price upgrade, and Wendell only went up 100. So, I really like Wendell tomorrow because I think they need him for size. Um, but again, that defense does scare me. Probably won't end up playing him just because power forward is and power forward center is so loaded tomorrow. Right. But I would play Wendell over Mama tomorrow for sure. Right, and that that was my thing too. New York is really good uh, interior defense. Uh, even when they get like, especially when they get New Orleans, no Noel back because like if you met, if Robinson gets in foul trouble, I mean Noel's good for defense as well. So like New York just. Good on defense. I don't like uh, attacking them, um, especially in the uh, big men. Yeah. You can attack them in the front court. Um, we saw Jalen Brown go bonkers on them. And uh, even guy like um, Marcus Smart shot kind of well. Um, so I don't mind, you know, taking shots on a guy like Cole Anthony or Jalen Suggs, but they both shot the ball so bad. Um, the usage was there for both of them. Um, but I, if you're going to take one, you're going to take Cole Anthony. He gets he gets you all the peripherals. Jalen Suggs is basically just out there running and shooting and missing. So if you're gonna take anyone from this team, it's Cole Anthony. Um, one one thing I do want to point out though is that R.J. Hampton did play 26 minutes. Um, he got he he'll have he'll be blowout proof, and he's only um 3,900. So I don't mind him tomorrow, um at all. So it's probably just R.J. Hampton, Cole Anthony for me. You got any final yeah. thoughts on Orlando? No, just uh, RJ Hampton, when Ryan says blowout proof, that means in the event of a blowout, he's still going to get his minutes because he's going to get his run if they're blown out. So he may see an increased minutes as well due to that fact. But, um, yeah, I mean, I really – I don't think I'll have any Orlando Magic in any of my lineups tomorrow. I doubt I will too. Um, so, one thing I do want to also point out from Orlando is in GPPs, take some shots on Franz Wagner tomorrow. They really like their eighth overall pick from this past year. They even started him over um, Suggs originally until Gary Harris got ruled out. Um, and this dude's a 3 and D guy. The dude's a stud on defense. He's an absolute lock. We saw him with two blocks and a steal last game. He shot the ball pretty well, and he gets you rebounds and assists. This dude was an absolute stud at my university in Michigan. Um, and at 4K, I think he, even with, you know, they don't really have any depth. So he's going to be blowout proof, like we said about Hampton. And he's going to start, and he's going to get the usage. And if he gets the blocks and steals, you're going to see a really good day from Franz Wagner. The only thing that worries me about him 
is the foul trouble. He tends to get into foul trouble a lot. Um, so be careful with that. But at 4K, I think he easily exceeds value tomorrow. And also, be careful with anything that Ryan says ahead and you hear Michigan in the same sentence. Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like, uh, I think France is going to be uh, uh, pretty good as well. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's enough on them. Uh, cause again, I don't think neither one of us is taking Orlando. Somebody, I mean, definitely GPP, definitely take shots all you want. Uh, our next game is the Indiana Pacers versus the Washington Wizards. Uh, right now, it's at 228, and Washington is actually favored in this game by two and a half, which Bradley Bill is questionable to play tomorrow. So if he's out, I doubt that that is two and a half tomorrow. But uh, on the uh, starting off with the Pacers side, what do you like, Ryan? Oh, you know, Pacers, they're a great team. Uh, Washington's not great on defense. Um, they put up points. Um, they're not great on defense, um, but Daniel Gafford, I respect, but like I said, Montrez plays more minutes than Gafford at the end when it's all said and done, um, and I like Sabonis tomorrow at 9,700. The only thing that does scare me with him is I don't think he can really get value um, at 9,700. I mean, we saw him at 33 points and 15 rebounds, but he only had 48 FanDuel points, so that's what scares me a little bit with him. He's an excellent play. But again, with how loaded power forward center is tomorrow, I don't think necessarily in cash you can you need to play as a bonus. I love him. I think he has a big game, but I don't think he's that great value wise. Um, right. You know, uh, I I will say that I mean, I think he can hit value, but I think that's like going to be more of like almost a ceiling game at that yeah, price, ninety seven hundred. Yeah, hundred percent. Like anybody else on the Pacers side? Yeah, I really like Chris Duarte. Um, I don't know what he got priced up. If he got priced up, I don't like him. But he shot really well. Yeah, only 5,300. I don't mind taking shots on Chris Duarte. Um, yeah, I mean, he shot really well. He didn't really get much other peripherals. So that does scare me. I don't think he shoots as well as he did. Um, but they really like him. He played the second or third most minutes out of any starter. Um. But yeah, they really like Chris Duarte, and I don't mind him at 5,300. But that's probably it for me from this team. Right. I'm not um, high on any of the Pacers. I mean, obviously, Brogdon's a stud. Um, I, yeah, I like Brogdon, too, tomorrow. Oh, him and Sabonis um, really – I mean, Duarte did play really well. I don't know much about the kid, but he definitely played really well, and the Pacers are high on him. Uh, but – yeah, um, Brogdon would be against the Wizards, especially if Bradley bails out. Um, I don't know if that makes me like them more or not, but I don't know. I just I for the prices that these Pacers are, especially like Sabonis, if in GPPs especially, I'm not going to take a 9700 Sabonis when I feel like his ceiling's only only like 50 55. You know what I'm saying? Like he Sabonis is one of the safest four plays you can have. Yeah, for sure. He will not get you. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to see that guy bomb. Totally, he's not going to just totally bomb and just mess your whole lineup up. But as far as the ceiling at 9700, like if he was like in the 8000s, I would definitely take way more shots on him, like 8800. You know, I know 900, 800 bucks doesn't seem like a lot, but in DFS, it is a lot. 
It is a ton. Every dollar matters. Like today, for instance, I was a hundred dollars short of Tyler Harrow. So I couldn't play Tyler Harrow. I had to play them that Belichick guy from the Warriors. And he's not doing bad. But Tyler Harrow had like sixty FanDuel points. And you know, there was nowhere else to find the extra hundred. So legit every hundred dollars matters in DFS. So you gotta find yeah. the best value. Um that you can, basically is all I'm trying to say. Um and Brogdon at seventy seven hundred is definitely a good play. Um oh, for sure. all, I mean, especially at that price, seventy seven hundred. I mean that's really that's really nothing. Um considering I mean I think he easily gets forty points against this team. Yeah. I mean, he took 20 shots last game, got over 11 assists, um, and he gets some rebounds. And at only 7,700 when you're getting peripherals and shots up like that, um, and they don't have a deep bench. And that could have just been because the game was close. I don't know. But I do think if Beal plays, this game does stay close. So I don't mind him at 7,700. But like I said again, there's much better value plays at the point guard position. Yeah, I mean, I think Brogdon stays around that uh, 38 to 40 minute threshold. Like I think, I mean, him and some bonus, they did that last year as well. So you're going to get that, that, the minutes that you want out of that 7-7 player, 7,700 player. So yeah. anytime you can get a Brogdon at 7,740 minutes, uh, of course. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you look, if you guys look at the, just a Indiana Pacers bench, you can see why they're not playing the other guys. I mean, they don't really have anybody. Yeah, for sure. So on the other side of the ball, what do you like, Ryan? Um, I like, again, Montrez Harrell. That dude is a stud. I loved him. You know, he's not as much of a lock as he was when he was 4K. All right. But he's still not a bad play. You know, he played 26 minutes. Um, Even with Miles Turner and uh, Sabonis defense? Yeah, just because his usage is so high, he's gonna use the boards, and he didn't get as many blocks last game. But that's because the Raptors don't didn't really have any many guys that you know were scoring in the paint. Um, so when you got a guy like Sabonis and Turner down there, um, you know, but I don't think he gets much of their defense. You know, he comes off the bench, so probably mm. six, 60, 70 percent of the time he's going to be getting the bench defense or you know Sabonis defense. I'm not really scared of Sabonis defense as much as I am Miles Turner defense. But your Miles Turner is only playing 26 minutes, and probably 15 of those minutes is going to be on Gafford. But when, so, uh, yeah, when Miles Turner's in there, obviously he, he would get Miles Turner defense. But when Miles Turner's out, uh, I watched a little bit of this game. I'm not going to say I watched every single game, but I do have the league pass. I was basically bouncing back and forth just to see different kind of rotations. But when Miles Turner comes out, Sabonis does slide down to the bottom. Yeah. I don't mind it. You know, I like Precious Achuia defense, and he cannot stop Harrell. So I really like Montrez Harrell tomorrow. But, again, this price does scare me when there's a couple better guys that like around that price. And well, just Precious was a starter team. yesterday. Remember? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. But I think he's still So he played. was going up more against Birch. I mean, he did only play 19 minutes. But Birch isn't a bad defender either. Um, yeah. But he's obviously not as good as Precious. I- Dude, I'm right with you, dude. I love Montrez Harrell. Like, when they was in the playoffs and, he, and uh, Frank Vogel was not playing him, like, Harrell gives you the energy. Like, even if that dude doesn't do anything, like, uh, he hustles. He'll get you the rebounds. He'll get you the second-chance opportunities. Like, I, I love Harrell. Like, when you had to take a fourth, well, uh, kudos to you. You know, he's 4,000. You said he was the lock of the slate. Like, dude, I, I just love Harrell as a player. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and even if Beal's out, he becomes a much better player. His usage will be that much higher. Um, so, but like I said, that position is so loaded in Marlon. Just because his price is getting up there, you're going to need 30 FanDuel points from him. And I don't know if he'll get that tomorrow. Um, he could. But like I said, there's much better plays at that position tomorrow. So he could end up in my lineup. Never know. There's always stuff that goes on throughout the day. But like I said, there's much better plays at that position. We talked about a couple already, and there's so many other games to talk about. So, But I think the lock of the slate tomorrow is going to be Spencer Dinwiddie. If, this is if Bradley Beal is out. Um, he only played 26 minutes. Um, but he's going to give you the peripheral, the assist, the points. His usage will be the highest on the team. Um, and also, yeah, we'll see pretty high scoring FanDuel point game from him. And he's only 6,200. One thing that really surprised me is Kyle Kuzma, though. 15 rebounds? Oh, yeah. I was about to say that. I think uh, if Bradley Bills out, I think Kuzma at 5,600 might become a better play because he still took 13 shots with Bradley Bill in the lineup. Just imagine how many shots that dude's going to take when Bradley Bill's out of the lineup. Yeah, his usage will be insanely high, but playing Kyle Kuzma in, fan, in DFS is just... Makes you sick, but he only needs he 30 points. He does, but that's just, I don't know. I think tomorrow there's so much good you can't value. Count on the 15, you can't count on the 15 rebounds. 100%, no, you, can't. you can't count on that. We've seen too many games from him. I mean, again, this was with AD and LeBron, but we've seen mm-hmm. too many games with him where he just sits there. You know? Right, I I agree, but I mean that was that was definitely surprising to me. Fifteen rebounds, I was like, where did this come from? But and then, and then you look at the box score and you look at the you watch some of the game. I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of this game because I thought this game was going to be trash anyway. Because I mean they got so many people hurt. I did want to watch my boy Scotty Barnes, but I ended up not even trying to attempt to watch this game. I didn't think it was going to be a good game, so it didn't entice me. But when I looked at it, um, as far as the box score, the Kyle Kuzma stat just stood out to me. Yeah, for sure. 100%. In, 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 in GPPs, you could definitely take a shot at a Kyle Kuzma. That's the only time I would take shots at Kyle Kuzma is in a tournament. Yeah. That's probably it for me from this side. you have any final thoughts on the Wizards? No, I mean, basically with the Wizards, um, it really depends on Bradley Bill if I'm going to take some shots with other players uh, in tournaments. So that's just that's just me. Bradley, Bradley Bill holds the key to if I'm going to play anybody in tournaments. For sure. So the next game will probably be the most intriguing game of the slate, and that is the Brooklyn Nets traveling to Philly. Um, right now uh, – I don't even know what to make of Philly, but uh, it's 2.30 and a half, and then Brooklyn is favored right now uh, by one and a half. Uh, what's your thoughts on the uh, Brooklyn side? Oh, I love the Brooklyn side tomorrow. Um, Philly defense isn't as good as it is. People think it is. Um, you know, we just saw the Pelicans, you know, put up 97. Again, they don't really have much scores outside of Brandon Ingram and Nikhil Alexander Walker. So I don't think the Pelicans are going to be putting much points up anyway. Um, but, you know, when you think that defensive teams, I don't know why I said I'm the Sixers are bad on defense. They're, they're, de- they're really good on defense. Um, but without him, if Embiid misses, makes them a little worse. Um, and also KD and a guy like James Harden, they're just matchup proof. They're just matchup proof. We saw James Harden absolutely dominate Drew Holiday. 
Um, and Drew Hodges is a really good defender. So these guys are matchup proof. Um, so I love KD tomorrow, even as 10-800 price tag. Um, we saw him play 30 minutes. He'll play more. This game won't be as blo- this game will not be a blowout like the Brook or the Milwaukee. If it's gonna be a blowout, it'll be Brooklyn blowing the Sixers out. Um, and if they do, that's gonna be all because of KD. So I like KD tomorrow. He took 25 shots in only 30 minutes. The boards were there. The assists are gonna be there. Um, he's probably one of my favorite plays of the entire slate tomorrow, just because I think how high paced this game's gonna be. Um, so yeah, I love Kevin Durant tomorrow. Absolutely love him. I'm not a big fan of James Harden. Uh, one thing I am going to say is um, he's not a bad play, I guess, but at 10-300, I'd rather play KD for 500 more. And also, I don't think he gets the same amount of rebounds as he did. You know, he's always a triple-double machine. Always has been, always will be. Um, So I guess he's not a bad play, but I just hate playing both of them. I really do. Um. So, I don't know. I, I just hate playing James Harden, but he's not a bad play at all. You could easily play both of them. I like so many pieces from this game. It's not even funny. Well, I think it is definitely the most attractive game as far as DFS is concerned, uh, especially so young in the season. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people get into that clutch tournament who really don't play DFS that much. They just throw their little $3 in there, and they just see Durant, Harden, and just load them up. But I'm sort I'm I'm with you. Like um, I really don't like playing them both together. Like it's hard for me to play them both. It's not like you're playing NFL where you want the quarterback and a receiver. Uh, Durant is always the guy. I mean, you can make a case for Durant no matter of his price because he always has that extreme upside, seventy, eighty points really, um, because he does do more than just shoot the ball. He'll get you the rebounds. He'll get a few assists, a few blocks because he does actually play. He's one of those superstars that actually do play defense. So, uh, what what shocked me on this side is the Bruce Brown. I think uh, it shocked everybody. I, I can't believe Bruce Brown only played four minutes, and that was garbage time minutes. You know when it was blown out. Uh, yeah. The fact that Jevion Carter got 19 minutes and got literally nothing besides two rebounds, like this dude was plus minus negative 29. Why did this dude play 20 <laughs> or play 19 minutes? I I look. So I watched the game. Obviously, we, I mean, this was the game that was on TV, so I'm sure everybody watched this game. But it just did, it blew my mind how Bruce Brown did not play. Oh, I know. He was so good for them in the playoffs, too. Yeah, and then, and then like, Aldridge played 16 minutes and didn't really do much. I don't – see, I think LaMarcus Aldridge is going to obviously contribute more than that. It's just his first game back in a very long time. Obviously, he, you know – was on the, I guess, borderline retired or whatever he was last year. Yeah. But I think he's one of the guys that um, actually play better. Um, maybe not against this team, uh, but I think he does play a little bit better. Um, uh, Blake Griffin played 23 minutes, didn't really do nothing, actually. Um, I like I like, I like like uh, Nicholas Claxton. I mean, he does give you a lot of upside um, as far as, you know, rebounds, points, and things like that. He hustles, he'll get your second-chance points. Uh, but on on this team specifically, one of the plays I do like, because he still is cheap, is Patty Mills. You like any of the Patty Mills? No, I don't. I, I actually do not like Patty Mills at all tomorrow. Even um, with Ben Simmons out? I don't like how Patty Mills played at all. I hate how he played. 
Because he was so he perfect. Played a, he played a lot with the starters, which scares me. Not only that, he shot seven for 11. Seven for yeah. seven from three. He's yeah. not going to shoot seven for seven from three again. He didn't have many shots outside of that, and he didn't get any assisted rebounds. So, I don't like how he played at all. I think he misses value pretty easily tomorrow. You don't think he gets 20 points? No. I hate like how he played. I think, it, I think it needs 25. He played a shit ton with the starters, and they didn't. And the only time was off catch-and-shoot threes that he shot the ball. And he didn't. I mean, he's not going to shoot 7-for-7 seven seven again. Do you think they roll with Claxton as a starter, starting center? For sure, he's the biggest. He's the biggest guy they got, especially if Embiid or Drummond plays. They're going to need size. And then they, they just like the Aldridge and uh, um, coming off the bench. Yeah, they don't have a true center. Well, this is their this, biggest dude. Well, this is a, another team. I think they shorten the bench a little bit uh, as later goes on, um, because I, like. I, I, me, and you, me and you, and uh, I think Dylan might have talked about this as well. I have no idea why they brought in Paul Millsap when their bigs were already in place. Why wouldn't they bring in another guard or even a small forward or something like that? But why did they need Paul Millsap? And they got Griffin, Claxon, Aldridge. I mean, I don't understand why they brought in Paul Millsap. I mean, he only played five minutes. I don't know either. I think they're just trying to help the Lakers. Yeah, that kind of. Weirded me out. But, yeah, I'm with you. The game's not going to be a blowout. Um, so, Kevin Durant's going to play probably 36 minutes, I would assume, next game, 36, 38, something like yeah. that. So, he'll play – you'll see it get an increase in minutes. And, I mean, he's just a sniper. I mean, it's just plain and simple. They didn't shoot that well in the first half. Right. And, and, and again, and that just goes back. It's young in the season. These two, these uh, players are going to find their rhythm and be better. For sure. I really like Katie Jamal. He's probably my favorite player on the entire slate. Yeah, and um for and that's especially for cash games. He definitely um definitely goes well. I think it'll garnish a lot of ownership, which rightfully so. Yeah, for sure. And like we talked about earlier, I could easily you could easily see me play Harden and Durant. This is my favorite game of the entire slate. Um and I and like I said, there's a lot of value that we've already talked about where you can get enough to play these guys. Right. And um one thing to mention, obviously, if you guys listen to the last podcast and then you watch the games, you're like, oh, these people don't know what they're talking about. Um, remember, we record this the night before, so news changes everything, especially in yeah. the NBA. It changes everything. Exactly. Like I was talking about two days ago, Mitchell Robinson, I ended up in my cash game lineup. And those that, you know, just listen to the podcast and hop on when I post my lineup and you're like, this dude absolutely hated Mitchell Robinson on the podcast, and now he's in his lineup. Again, I didn't say I hated Mitchell Robinson, but like I said, they don't play him many minutes. They play him about 20-25, and they are in love with Taj Gibson. So with Taj Gibson, I hate Mitchell Robinson. But then Taj is ruled out. Yeah, Taj is ruled out. So now there's no one behind Mitchell Robinson to take minutes away. So he's going to have to play in key situations. Where, you know, he can't really shoot free throws. So usually that's why they have Taj playing. But with Mitchell Robinson playing 25, 30 minutes, his stock goes way up at 5,300. So that's why he ended up in my lineup was because Taj Gibson got ruled out. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate Taj. I hate Mitchell Robinson, like we said a little bit earlier, when Taj is in. 
Exactly. And now um, on the other side of the ball, um, obviously the 76ers, they're uh, <laughs> one of their key pieces is um, uh, suspected, allegedly. Um, you know, their sources say he's faking a back injury and he's faking mental illness to get out of playing. So with Ben Simmons out, uh, obviously, again, um, this game is going to be closer than when they played New Orleans, obviously. And um, um, Joel B got end up getting hurt. What do you like on this side? Okay, this this game is going to be totally – or not this game. This team is going to be totally news-related. If Embiid plays, he'll be in my lineup, most likely. Um, Brooklyn has no size to compete with him. There's absolutely nothing to stop him. Uh, this game will be close, so he's going to have to be out there. Um, but if he's out, you got to play Andre Drummond and Tobias in every lineup. It's not even close. you got to play Tobias because the usage will be there. And you gotta play Drummond because he's so cheap, and his usage will also be there. So you're gonna have to play Drummond and Tobias tomorrow if Embiid is out, and you're gonna have to play Embiid if he plays. So yeah, news is gonna change everything from this team, but Embiid will be in my lineup or Drummond will be in my lineup. That's gonna be who's playing at center for me in my cash game lineup tomorrow. Right. If Joe Embiid's out, Andre Drummond only played 19 minutes, had 17 boards. Um, and six points. If he if Joel Embiid's out, Andre Drummond's going to see 27, 28, maybe 30 minutes because Andre Drummond does still get tired easily. Um, yeah, but he, he's he's definitely going to get an increased uh, minutes. I would I would I would safely about you. I would safely say he'll get at least 25 to 20, 25 to 30 minutes if Embiid's out. Oh, 100 percent. So it makes it makes very good sense. I mean, Drummond's always that guy that can go for a double double. And I mean, if if Embiid's out, especially with Brooklyn and their pace of play, how they play, Embiid or Drummond, I'm sorry, get you over 20 plus rebounds easily. Yeah, 100. percent But I, I do like Tobias Harris as well because he will be their go-to on offense, and he does give you uh, different stats as well. So it like like. Tonight, we don't know if Joel, Joel Embiid is in or out. If he's in, he's a great play. If he's out, Andre Drummond's a must-play, for sure, 100%. Yeah. Do you like um, anyone else from the team? Um. Yeah. You got to take some shots on Maxi. Um, you know, they do play. James Harden defense. 34 minutes, James Harden defense. He got your rebounds and assists. Um, so I don't mind him at all tomorrow. He's going to be cheap. He'll get you the value there. Um, so, yeah, I like him. I also like the minutes I saw at a thigh bowl. But, again, a lot of those were, um, you know, blowout minutes. And he doesn't do anything except steals and blocks. So I like his price for the minutes he played in the first game. But I don't see him playing those minutes again. But be careful with that game log. Um, but Furk on Corkmaz, you know, did his thing, shot 22 points, um, shot like fucking perfect from three. That dude has one of those games every week, so he won't do it again tomorrow. Don't chase that. So it's really just the three, either Maxi, Tobias, and Beard Drummond. So probably the only three I would play tomorrow. Right. Um, and <laughs> I, I kind of laughed because uh, this is one of the games me and Dylan was watching. I don't know if you watched this game. But me and Dylan was watching this game, and uh, did Danny Green did absolutely nothing, like zero, in his 19 minutes. Like, I don't think he got a rebound. 
No, he, he got zero on the game log. Like, how do you play 19 minutes in an NBA game and you can't even get a, um, a ricochet rebound? I know. Makes zero uh, sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's basically – I mean, this game is going to be one of the games. It is on ESPN, so a lot of people are going to watch it. But uh, I, I definitely look forward to it, for sure. Sure. Any other final thoughts? I think we're good. So the next game that we're uh, looking at here will be the Toronto Raptors traveling to Boston to play the Celtics. Um, right now, the actual line is it is 219, and the uh, Boston Celtics, rightfully so, are favored by six and a half. Um, we'll start on the Toronto side since they're a traveling team. What do you like, Ryan? Um, yeah, one thing I do want to point before we start this is hammer that minus 6.5 for Boston. Just please do it. Toronto's not a good team. No, they're just not. not a good team. Um, but from the Toronto side, I like a couple guys. I don't mind Fred VanVleet. Um, his usage is going to be there. I don't think he shoots five for twenty again. He's going to get you some rebounds and assists. Um, and his price came down five hundred. It's now eighty three hundred. So he's very viable. Um, I like him a lot tomorrow actually, just with um the usage he had, and I don't think he shoots as bad. Um, but Marcus Smart defense is very real, so it does make him a little less appealing. Actually, really less appealing. Um, he is questionable yeah. tomorrow, though. So if he's out, yes, yeah, one of the things we talk about. Oh, I've said that on um, ESPN. He was questionable. Weird. Yeah, he's not listed as questionable for me. Really weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't mind. You know, Scotty Barnes, he's going to do everything. Rebounds, assists. He can shoot the ball. Uh, only, and he plays a lot of defense. The only thing that scared me a little bit last game was turnovers. He had a lot of them. So if he can clean that up, score more points, he'll be solid. Um, and But, yeah, that's probably, probably much it from this team. It's just Scotty Barnes and Van Vliet. I don't know if you have any other thoughts. No, I think you uh... – Nailed that pretty good. I like uh, I like me some Scotty Barnes. I'm interested to see him play a little bit, but yeah, and that's it. I mean, uh, oh, wait. the only Go ahead. the only thing I can say is it's uh, Golden State's up by two right now with four point seven seconds left oh, as I we're know. sitting here on this podcast. Uh, Paul George did a nice little three there. Alex, mm-hmm. you know, made a shot. So now you got Curry up three. Paul George is likely going to be the guy who gets the shot here unless they give it to Reggie, or they're just going to chuck it. Oh, they fouled. Um, but I like OG Ananobi a lot tomorrow. Um, at only 6900 this price went down. He shot a terrible 3 for 17. His usage has been extremely high. He's always going to get a couple steals and blocks. He gets all the peripherals. I really like OG tomorrow. I think he smashes value at 6900 He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. I guess it's pitiful. Um, I don't want to say pitiful, but Boston outside of Marcus Smart is not that great on defense. So, unless Josh Richardson plays. Josh Richardson is a really good defender, but I don't think he'll be on. Um, he could be on OG. I don't know what they're going to do if they put him on OG or not. They might. Um, we'll see. But it does make him a little less appealing. But if Josh Richardson misses, misses – I do really like OG tomorrow, um, as he's not going to shoot three for 17 again. No. 
What about on the uh, the other side of the ball, the Celtics? Since uh, Toronto, obviously Toronto is not a very good team outside of uh, Fred Van Fleet as far as defense is concerned. Um, OG is not bad. He's not a bad defender. But their bigs are just atrocious, I think, especially with uh, Siakam out. What do you like? I don't know. I, I just don't like this team at all. I just don't. Like, you can't game log chase. Jalen Brown's not going to do it again. He doesn't get much peripherals. Nine rebounds and assists. Half of them came in the overtime period. Um, this team, you know, Hall plays 45 minutes. I don't like much from them just because I don't think they do that well altogether in a normal period. Um, but one guy I do don't mind, but he's still super expensive, is Tatum. He took the second most shots on the team and only shot, like, less than 30%. So, again, I don't think he shoots as bad. He's going to get the rebounds and the assists. I just don't like his price at all. At all. I just hate it. I don't think you can play anyone from this team. I don't think you can play Rolo at 7K. Um, again, he only just if – if you're counting the minutes he played in regulation – he just passed value, so at that price, and he gets in foul trouble easily too. I don't like him. I don't like Marcus Smart. If he's out, he's a game time decision. Um, that does make a couple guys a little better plays, like Payne Pritchard at only thirty eight hundred. He's a much better play, and even Dennis Schroeder. Um, so I don't mind them. I guess if Marcus Smart's out, I'll probably I don't mind taking shots on Schroeder. Well, that's pretty much it from Boston. Just don't game long chase, please. No, and like uh, Ryan mentioned earlier um, uh, about the Knicks, uh, take off 10 minutes from this team, uh, from the starters. They're not playing 45, 46 minutes. I do disagree with you about the Jalen Brown take. He will do it again whenever Jason Tatum misses, but that's about it. Like, <laughs> he's no, yeah. if Jason Tatum misses, definitely fire up some uh, Brown. But, yeah, he's, he's not going to do it with Jason Tatum in the lineup, but – uh, the Wizards just beat this team by 15, and the Celtics are a much better team than the Wizards. This uh, this is one of those games where, again, don't assume anything. This is just one of those games like the Celtics just route them and not even not even play the fourth quarter. So you definitely won't hit value on any of the Celtics players that you play unless it's somebody with a great value, like Ryan was talking yeah. about. I just thought, I just thought I, I really don't think this game is going to play well at all. I mean, Dude, Tor- Toronto only scored 83 points by his game. Nods. Yeah, so that's that's one of the things that's that I'm off of. Uh, but I, I do love me some Jason Tatum. I mean, that guy's going to shoot 30 times. Um, he's not going to shoot 30%. I mean, he was two for 15 from three, Mike. And he does get you the peripherals that you want. He does rebound and everything. So if there's one guy you can always play or, you know, play him in a tournament, it is Jason Tatum. For sure. For sure. So, any final thoughts on the uh, less appealing game here for Toronto and uh, the Celtics? I think we're good. All right. So, then we're going to go into our next game on the slate, which will be the uh, New Orleans Pelicans versus the Chicago Bulls. We got uh, some revenge narrative going on here. Right now, the over and under is sitting at 223. And Chicago Bulls are favored by seven. We'll start with it on the New Orleans side. What do you like? Well, you know, it's just the two guys that we always talk about. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, um, 
and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, dude's a stud. Um, we saw him play 37 minutes, most on the team last game. Shot 12 for 26. Didn't take as many threes as he normally does, but he did get the rebounds and assists that he, um, you know, which makes him a much better play. I really do like that from him, and I think this game is going to be high scoring, a lot closer than everyone thinks, in my opinion. I think, you know, the Bulls just played a close game with the Pistons. Um, it is their first home game. They are all still trying to get to, you know, play with each other. Um, I think Brandon Grimm has a huge game versus his friend Lonzo. Um, I don't mind his price at all at 8300 um, But, again, I just I think there's a better option. But I like, I like Nikhil Alexander-Walker a lot, too. You know, he played the second most minutes on the team, took the second most shots, and he got some rebounds. I think his assist number will go up. He didn't turn the ball over much, which I like. Um, so they're, they're really high on this kid. Um, he's blowout proof also. Um, but, yeah, I really like Nikhil Alexander-Walker at only 5,700 tomorrow. Um, but the one thing I'm mainly surprised about is that Josh Hart, I don't know if he got hurt, but he only played 10 minutes. Yeah, he got hurt. Uh, okay. I think it was a uh, knee, but he wanted to come back in, I think, but they just, uh, I think they didn't want him to come back in. So I have, I don't know if he will play, but if he's, if he's out, um, I mean, he, he, he doesn't really take a lot of the shots. I mean, anyway, I mean, he only took two shots in the 10 minutes he played, but yeah, he, he ended up getting hurt. I think it was like probably uh second quarter. Yeah. But I, so, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think you nailed it. I mean, Brandon Ingram, uh, he's he's going to take his 20 shots probably a game. That's probably what he's going to average. I mean, he's going to need to. Uh, other than uh, Alexander Walker, I mean, no one really scares me on the Pelicans team until they get Zion back, obviously, um, which who knows when that'll be. But those are really the only two that worth even talking about. I mean, Jay Val is going to have his moments where he's going to be matchup where he's going to be in a good matchup and his price is going to be right for that matchup. But this is just, I don't, this is not one I'm against Vucevic. Vucevic isn't as good, though, as, as everyone thinks he is. Um, You know, Vuce, I mean, I guess there's only one game, but Beef Stew had a pretty solid game against him. So, and Bruce, Beef Stew's only 6'8". Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's much outside value in this. There's, you know, I guess he's got to get the rebounds. He's not going to do you much else. And also, he gets into foul trouble a lot, so... He, Joe Val does have good, uh, very good defense though. He's definitely um, top ten as far as center defense. Oh, for sure, sure. So with that, with that, I mean Joe Val basically, uh, he is their best defender um, for New Orleans. Do you like anything on the Bulls side? Um, yeah, I like Lonzo Ball a lot tomorrow. Um, you know, revenge narrative. It's there. He's fucking pissed about how the Bull, the Pelicans used him. And he's priced down at 6400 Take um, advantage. Yeah. He, um, he's a very good peripheral guy. Um, he shot five for 12. Um, he played the second, or, yeah, the, played a lot of minutes, 33. I think he does a lot better tomorrow in the steals and blocks category. You know, the Pacers, or not the Pacers, the Pelicans aren't very good at handling the ball or controlling the ball as good as the Pistons are. Pistons play more team oriented. They don't turn the ball over a ton, so um, I think Lonzo is better in that category. Um, I love Lonzo tomorrow at his price. I think he can easily hit value. 
Um, we saw a little low rebound and assist totals for him in this game, and he still almost, I think, what was it? How much FanDuel points did he get? Oh, I don't even know. Oh, let me look real quick. It was, yeah, he hit 25 FanDuel points. So, again, that's a little less than value where you want from him. But, again, like I said, I think he gets a lot more steals and blocks tomorrow. Those are three each. So, I think you see 40 FanDuel points from Alonzo Ball tomorrow. And he actually shot very well and took a lot of shots in the preseason game they played against him. Um, so, this narrative is very real. Um, and Pistons play really good defense, too, which I want to point out. Um, they held this Bulls team to 94 points. But the, so, but the Pelicans are not good, a good defensive team outside of Joe Bell. So I really like Lonzo tomorrow. That's probably it for me. I don't mind Zach Levine at all at 8,400. His usage was high, 17 shots. He takes a lot. He, take, he goes to the rim a lot, takes a lot of free throws. And he got rebounds and assists. I think at 8,400, that's an absolute steal for a Zach Levine. The only thing that worries me is I don't want to play two Bulls, and I'd rather play Lonzo at his price. But Zach Levine is taking almost 24 shots a game, if you count the free throws he's taking. Um, and you saw him get a lot of rebounds and assists. So I don't mind taking shots on Zach Levine tomorrow at all. He, he might end up in my cash game lineup. You never know. Right. Um, me and you talked about this before we got in there. Uh, Lonzo's one of my favorite uh, plays, especially with – I mean, the revenge narrative is going to be real. Um I, he even said it. I mean, they didn't use him properly. You know, now he's with the Chicago Bulls. Now he says he can play his own game. So I think there's a little hostility there um, because I don't feel like he feels like he's wanted. Like, you know, he was at, he was with the Lakers. Lakers traded him for AD, obviously, which I would too. But, um, you know, I, I just don't feel like he is – he feels valued. And I think he's going to take that frustration out against the Pelicans tomorrow to show him what he is capable of doing and if they would have played him the right way. Um, one, one thing I want to point out is, uh, with, um, Zach Levine, like, yeah, he did have 11 free throws, but that's one of the things I don't count on in DFS unless you're James Harden, because he goes to free throw line like 15 times a game. But like yeah. Zach, Zach Levine is one of those players that is capable of getting to the free throw line that much. But if you, if you look at his game logs from last year, he's very inconsistent getting to the free throw line. Um, so, I mean, he'll, he'll he can still get to the free throw line like six seven times a game, which is not terrible. But he's not going to get 11 every single game, so don't box chase that. But I think when Lonzo comes in, like, um, to his own, I think it benefits Zach Levine because, I mean, really, Lonzo only had four assists, and I thought that was down. Like, I think this dude is going to average probably eight assists with this team at least, uh, being with this team with a DeRozan and a uh, Zach Levine who can shoot with Vucevic inside. Like, I think this guy – uh, his ceiling is is very high in this game. I feel like just with the uh, but I'm with you. I wouldn't want to play two Bulls. I would go Lonzo over Levine, and that is because of price. I think when you look at his price versus his value uh, that he can he's capable of hitting. I think uh, Lonzo can exceed value more than uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, hundred um, percent. One thing I do want to point out is if you know, Patrick Williams misses tomorrow. As Caruso becomes a tremendous play. Um, he saw 27 minutes. Didn't really shoot well. Got a lot of steals and blocks. That's what helped him. But I don't think he gets as many steals and blocks. But I think he does better in the passing and shooting category. Um, and if Patrick Williams is forced to miss, I bet 
Um, that Javante Green starts. I don't think he'll play as much. I think Caruso will end up in that five with Booch, Levine, DeRozan, you know, as he normally does at some points in the game. Um, but if Patrick Williams misses, I think Caruso becomes a much better play. And at only 4,700, he's got, or 4,500, he's got really high upside um, with his assist and points game. So I don't mind taking shots on him if Patrick Williams misses. Right. That's, yeah, that's not a bad take. Alex Caruso, he hustles. I mean, there's plenty of memes about Alex Caruso, but I mean, he, the kid, the kid definitely hustles. You know, he might look like a 40 year old man with him because he's bald or whatever, but he, he does really hustle. I like Alex sure. Caruso. And uh, if, if, uh, Patrick Williams is out, Caruso might see 30 minutes. He got 27. Oh, he, he might see 30, 32. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, uh, I mean, Billy, Billy Donovan, he does like, I mean, especially with this team with Bonds and Ball, uh, you've seen it in OKC, he likes to, he likes to pace the game. Uh, and with this team, he can definitely do that. Yeah. For sure. Any other final thoughts on this, uh, this slate, on this game? No, I think we're good. All right. So, um, this is one of the, um, the next game we're going to talk about is one of the most intriguing for DFS in my, in my view, it's the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. Uh, it might be, it might not be the most, uh, you know, star power game, but as far as DFS concerned, we don't really care about star power, right? Right. No, we do not. Um, both teams got blown out, so don't game log chase any of these teams. Um, but Kevin Porter Jr. stands out. This dude had nine turnovers. I mean, no sense. Shot four for twelve. Only played twenty five minutes. Now, he'll play. Like I said, 30 minutes, this game will be close. Both teams suck really bad. Um, so, again, I don't mind taking shots on a guy like, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. or 6K. I actually really do. They're not – the Thunder are not that great on defense. You know, the Rock. So, this game should be really high scoring. What's the over-under? Oh, yeah. So, the over-and-under on this game is uh, 224, and Houston's actually favored by one and a half. Uh, don't take favor. This game can go either way, so don't take money line in this game, but I would take the over um, 100%. Um, one guy I do also really like, I don't know what his price is. Let me go look. Um, actually, we're not on that side. We're on the Thunder side. But, um, so yeah. Um, I really like Josh Giddy tomorrow. He's blowout proof. He shot an iffy two for seven, but he's going to get you rebounds and assists. Um, in steals and blocks, and I think this game stays closer, better matchup for him. I think he does really well tomorrow, Josh Giddy. I like his price a lot at 5300 I think he has an outstanding game. Um, that's pretty much it for me, probably from the Thunder side. I think Shy is too expensive. He doesn't really do much other than shoot. He's not going to get his other peripherals. Um, and they basically spread the minutes out for everyone else, so. I guess the only other guy I would take a shot on is Darius Baisley, and they're really high on him. But that's probably it. It's just Josh Giddy from the Thunder side. I don't know if you have any other thoughts. No, I, I just the only thing I can the only thing I know you like Josh Giddy. I you've definitely seen him play more than me because you watched the preseason. But Shea gets Gilchrist Alexander can have a ceiling game against the horrible Houston Rockets. Even though, like you know, he does get you a few assists, some, some rebounds, but I think he can score 30 real points against this terrible Houston Rockets defense, but even with 30 points, you're going to want some rebounds and assists, 
Uh, but he can have his ceiling game tomorrow because this Rockets defense is just trash. He can. I think people are going to chase it, but I think you're wrong to chase it. Um, on, on I, I, would, that, I wouldn't like, play him in. I wouldn't play him in cash. Like he's not some. I would no. Do in I cash, just. But like, I just don't think there's any way for him to exceed value. I don't like his price at all. You're going to need um, what is it? Probably 37 FanDuel points to even hit value five times. And, yeah, he could easily hit 30 real-life points. I do like that a lot. But he's going to have turnovers, so make that probably down to, like, 26 fan, or 27 real-life points. And then he's only going to really have about four to five assists, probably two rebounds. So then you're really going to be right at that value-wise, even if he scores 30 real-life points. So I'm not high on him, but I do like him, like, for real-life scoring-wise. I think he's the highest score on the team for sure. Um I just don't yeah, like his upside in DFS. I just don't like his upside in DFS at, at that price. Yeah, that's probably that's, that's it for me from the Thunder team. I don't know if you. No, I mean, no, I mean, there's there's nothing sexy about the uh, the Thunder. I mean, I really just like I'd like Shea in general. I'm a Kentucky guy, so if you hear me say a player and then say Kentucky Wildcats or something. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Just like Ryan with Michigan. It, 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 it is what it is, you know? But, I mean, yeah. to, to point out the Shea thing, though, Shea can get you the steals, the blocks, the assists. I mean, you saw it. I mean, he, he could obviously score 30. And, it, and last year, there was a game where he scored 40-plus points. Uh, so, I mean, I just think this is if, – if there was ever a time to play Shea, and it, it, only in tournaments, I wouldn't play him in cash. I wouldn't, you know – Count on him getting me five times value in cash by no means. But in a tournament, he can go for 30-plus points and get you a few, like, rebounds. I mean, there was a couple games last year where he got, you know, seven, eight assists. Like, this would be a ceiling game for Shea against the Rockets. So if there's ever time to throw him in there to see if he hits that ceiling game on your, you know, if you're playing a lot of lineups, I do like Shea. For sure. Now, on the Rockets side, what do you like? Oh, I love Kevin Porter tomorrow. Please play him. No one's going to play him after his – I mean, maybe people will, but I don't think he's going to be as high on as he was. Um, he's against a terrible OKC defense, um, and his usage is there. We've seen him hit 70 FanDuel points like four times last year. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over nine times again. Um, and this game won't be blowout, so he's not going to have to be taken out at the end of the third quarter. He'll play probably 12 more minutes. He'll shoot better. He won't get as many assists. I think he hits 40 FanDuel points easy tomorrow. Um, he's probably one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, I absolutely love Kevin Porter tomorrow. Um, another guy I really like is um, uh, what was it? Um, Christian Wood. I don't mind him. He'll get you all the peripherals, some blocks. But again, there's better plays at power forward center. Um, but a guy I don't mind taking shots on again is Jalen Green. Um, he played the most minutes on the team outside of Christian Wood. Um, he get, he got some rebounds, some assists. Um, he didn't shoot well. He hasn't shot well at all in the preseason either. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, it's probably just Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Jalen Green, or Christian Wood. I'm really high on Alfred Semgen, the backup center for them. But even in the blowout, he's only played 19 minutes, which which is uh, concerning for me if I think this game stays closer. So, again, I like him a lot. He's going to get you a shit ton of points. for. He's a points-per-minute beast. Um, but the minutes in a blowout is a little concerning. 
Yeah, I I love Porter as well. I loved him on the, um, the first play that he was on. He basically shit the bed compared to what I thought he was going to do. You know, I, I, I am I wrong? It, it, I like he was in naked for like the first quarter. Yeah, I mean it's hard it's hard to hit value when you have nine turnovers. And what 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 bugged me the most is the Timberwolves ain't even that good at defense. Like. Like, what are you doing? Because the Timberwolves ain't that. Like, they still scored. Like, Houston still scored 106 points. Houston, yeah. Timberwolves is not good on defense at all. I no. just don't understand. But, I, yeah, I mean, if you cut down the turnovers, let's say you had two, I mean, that's 21 points positive, right? So, like, KPJ is definitely a, a fantastic play tomorrow. Uh, Jalen Green, I would play him in um, large field tournaments because – not many people still. Not many people's going to be on him, but he does have. I mean, thirty-two point, thirty-two minutes, and he'll get you the peripherals that you do need. Uh, he will eventually find his shot. I mean, he young, very young kid, uh, got to adapt to the NBA game. Right, it's much different in college. Uh, another guy I do like. I do like me some Christian Wood as well uh, for tournaments because I don't think there's anybody on the Thunder that can guard Christian Wood, and Christian Wood's no. going to get you. He, he's capable of a triple double, but I he's definitely going to get you a double double for sure. Hundred percent agree with you there. We're we're agreeing now. That's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, any, any other final thoughts on this uh, this game? I'm, I'm excited to see both of them play. Uh, I just think it's going to be a fast paced game, and I'm really interested to see the the young kid. Um, and I want to see. Uh, I want to see KPJ do right for me because I do think he'll be in my lineup tomorrow, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I don't have any other final thoughts. Perfect. So the next game is the San Antonio Spurs versus the Denver Nuggets. Right now it's 2-19 and a half, and Denver is favored to win by seven. Uh, we'll start with the Spurs for the visiting team. What do you like, Ryan? Yeah, um, I like a lot of – I mean – I wouldn't say a lot. I like this Spurs team. Um, they're fun to watch, even for like they don't have many high name guys. They got good guard play. Like, yeah, I love Dejounte Murray. I'd rather play him than Shy Gilgeous Alexander. And I'm just gonna say that because their prices are very similar. Only reason I even brought that up. Um, it's very fitting that we just talked about Shy, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but Dejounte Murray only played 31 minutes this game. They won by 40, basically. So he didn't play at all in the fourth. But he shoots the he has the highest usage on the team. Um, you know he didn't shoot that well. Shot zero for four from three, six for seventeen from the field. Um, but he gets you the assists, the rebounds, the steals, the blocks. He does everything. He's um, I like to call him James Harden Jr. Um, because he plays like him. You know, without the step back, but um, and he plays defense. Um, he's gonna get you the triple double upside, and he gets a lot of steals and blocks. I really like Dejounte Murray. No one ever plays him because people just hate playing the Spurs in general. Um, but yeah, I really this is different. This is a different Spurs team from years past, though. Oh, for I sure. feel like you know, yeah. Um, and they got you know the Nuggets defense, um, and Campazo and um, Austin Rivers that I don't respect that much. Um, you know, so I like him tomorrow a lot. He probably won't end up in my lineup, but. Yeah, this game will should stay close. Um, 
and he should have a shit ton of Fandy's FanDuel points tomorrow. So, and then his counterpart Derek White is not a bad play either. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of 6K Derek White though. You know, he's really you know he doesn't do much other outside of the points. He got a couple of rebounds and assists yesterday, I guess. Um, but he's relying on the three, mm-hmm. and he shot pretty well from there. And I don't think he's going to shoot 75 percent again. Um, so I'm not a big fan of 6K Derek White. You're going to need 30 FanDuel points from him, and he didn't. Even, I don't think he got that last game. So, yeah, again, it was a blowout. He'll play more minutes, but I think he gets right around there. I think there's just better value plays at that position. Well, there's yeah, there definitely be uh, a nice play uh, pace of play to this game. You know, going up against Denver, they're going to have to score. Um, I know you're a fan of one of the guys on the Spurs bench. Do you like him this this in this matchup? Um, no. I don't know if you remember, you talked about him a little bit on the first I did, podcast. and I'm a... very upset how many minutes he did not play. Very upset about that. He's a beast when he plays. I don't know why he can't. He's like freaking Moses Brown. He's a fucking stud, but they just don't play him for some reason. I don't know what's the problem, but whenever he plays in preseason, he's a fucking stud. In the playoffs, he's a stud. Um, and then Moses Brown, same thing. He had like four games with 80 FanDuel points last year, and then all of a sudden he's playing four minutes for the Mavericks. Makes zero <laughs> sense. I just don't know what the fuck's going on. So Brent Forbes, I like him a lot. I just don't know why the Spurs aren't playing him. Uh, and then the other guy you like as well, uh, Lonnie Walker. You liked him a lot then. Uh, yeah, that but he's not going to well. play as much. He's not going to play as much. As you see, this, a lot of the guys on the bench had a lot of blowout minutes. Um, yeah. So I doubt he's going to have that usage. If he plays, it'll be with the starters, and he won't have that same usage. So don't chase it. His price is up there now, too. So, Right. Um, another kid I do like is uh, Kelvin Johnson as well. Uh, he went to Kentucky. Uh, you'll probably hear – I mean, you could probably say that on every team that we play, like uh, somebody from Kentucky. You would think Kentucky would have more championships under John Calipari, right? Yeah. I mean, they got studs <laughs> just like Duke. You think Duke in the last couple of years would win more championships? Yeah, well, at least Duke's coach can actually coach. Um, ours just recruits, so there's that. But that, that, that's another subject. If we ever have a college basketball podcast or something like that, I could definitely um, talk about that. But um, on the other side of the ball, what's not to love about Denver? I mean, they're one of the favorites out west. They just came off a 12-point win against Phoenix at Phoenix without Jamal Murray. What do you like, Brian? There's a lot to not like about this team. And I'll start For short. best purposes. Yeah, I like Jokic. It's just he's so expensive. He is priced down a little bit to 11-1, so I don't mind taking shots on him tomorrow. Um, oh, actually, but if, you, but if Joel Embiid or Andre Drummond's in, they're far yeah, better play. Exactly. But, again, he had eight in defense, and he still went off. Um, this game ended up being a little bl- – I mean, he played 35 minutes, and his usage was insane. 22 shots. 13 rebounds. The assist numbers were weird to me. He should have had more assists than that. So I expect him to have a good game tomorrow. I love Jokic. Um, I think he's the highest scoring center on the slate tomorrow. I might even play him over Embiid if Embiid plays, honestly. Very surprising to me to say that, I know. But just no one else on this team shoots the ball that much. Um, Will Barton does, I guess, and Kola Jokic does. But, you know, like Embiid... He has Tobias and Tyrese Maxey taking 15 shots a game, even when he plays. So, like I said, I love Embiid tomorrow, but I also love Jokic um, in this matchup, too. Pirtle's decent, but 
You know, he's only um he's I guess he's a decent defender, but still. I I don't know. I just Mo Bamba had a good game against him, so and Jokic is a matchup proof. So like I said, I don't mind him. I don't it's I like him a lot, so as I as he always is a good play, you know. Right, right. Hey, yeah, you can never go wrong if somebody said, Hey, I started Jokic tonight, you're not gonna say, Well, that was a dumb play. Ever. No. Um, and I don't like Michael Porter Jr.'s price. I just don't. He doesn't have much upside at that price with Jokic on the team. Um, I guess Will Barton's a decent play. I just hate playing Will Barton in DFS. It's annoying. Um, yeah, that's probably it for me from this team. Um, no, you nailed it. One thing I was confused on is um, why did Rivers play more? Especially with, like, you know, Jamal Murray's out, obviously. I know uh, Composito played a lot, but why, why did Rivers only play eight minutes? You know, did you watch this game? I did not know. I was watching the uh, other game at this time. Which was a better better game to watch. And that should have been on national TV. Yeah. We already talked about that. But, yeah, I, I think you nailed it on the Denver take. I, I just think it's uh, – without Murray being on the team, obviously it's just Joker for me who I really like to play in DFS. But um, if Andre Drummond is starting, um, he'll be my him. starting center. Yeah, he's my yeah. starting center regardless if Joel Embiid's out. So, um. Any final thoughts on this in this on this slate on this game? No, I, think we're, we're I keep saying it. slate, but the whole thing is a slate. <laughs> Let's go to um, the next game, which is going to be the Phoenix Suns, who we literally was just talking about uh, getting beat by twelve, um, and they are uh, Vegas up. They're obviously going to Los Angeles playing them. Uh, it's two twenty-two and a half. And L.A. is actually favored by only one point at home. Brian, what do you like about Phoenix? Yeah, there's, um, I don't know. Phoenix is weird DFS-wise. Um, Devin Booker is always taking the most shots. He doesn't do many other stuff peripheral-wise. I mean, his price is always up there. You know, at 7,900, like I said, I right? play guy like DeJounte Murray. I mean, I think DeJounte Murray's point guard shooting guard eligible. Um, I don't play shy. Um, only because Shy does more peripheral wise also, and he has no one else there. Um, I don't mind Chris Paul at 8K, I guess, and it's the Lakers. He always plays good against LeBron, and he gets a shit ton of assists. Um, but again, 8K doesn't really have much upside value wise as other ty- other guys do at around his price. And DeAndre Ayton's annoying. Um, he doesn't really ever do much, and Michael Bridges is annoying. He's either going to put up 30 or 15. So I hate playing this Phoenix team in uh, DFS. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't like this game at all for DFS, to be honest. Um, I mean, Devin Booker obviously is a stud. He's a superstar. Chris Paul's a, the point god. Uh, but as far <laughs> as like going up against, the, you know, going up against the Lakers, like he's playing up against a couple of his banana boat buddies. Uh, and Carmelo and uh, LeBron, but um, I really I'm not a fan of either because I mean you could obviously play a Devin Booker who can go absolutely insane at any point. Obviously, in yeah. like a large field tournament, like I would never be mad. He's like one of those guys I would never be mad if you just plugged him in the lineup. But in, in this game particularly, I I don't like anybody from either team. Um, 
we already know, like, just transitioning to the Lakers, they just take away from too many people. Like, last game we thought it would be Westbrook. We didn't know Westbrook was going to have the nerves or whatever it was that he had and why he played, like, dog shit. You yeah. like anything about the Lakers? Um, I love Westbrook tomorrow. Um, I'm a big narrative guy, as most people who know me know. And around the media, everyone's like, oh, Lakers should never have traded Kuzma for Westbrook. Lakers should never have traded for Westbrook. They're better off without him. Um, and Westbrook done after one game. Player. Yep, and he knows who he has as a player. Um, he's a big triple double guy. Um, he's taking 13 shots a game. Um, and he'll get more rebounds and assists tomorrow. He's playing the third most minutes on the team. Um, and LeBron wants to get him going. The whole team does. Um, I think he's a huge game. When you have a guy with triple double upside at only 9K, that's ridiculous. Um, I love Westbrook tomorrow. He might end up in my lineup, and everyone's going to probably hate me for it at the beginning. Everyone's probably going to be like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Westbrook's so gross. Um, but I think he smashes out of him. I think you see 50 FanDuel points from him tomorrow. And, yes, he's playing with LeBron AD. The usage is gone. But he only needs about 10 to 15 real points. He can let LeBron AD go off for, you know, 20, 25 again, and he can get the rebounds and assists. Um, so we saw him do it in the preseason a little bit with the rebounds and assists. And that was only like 25 minutes. So I think this game stays close and they want to get him going. So at 9.1K, when a guy averaged a triple double last year, I don't mind it at all one bit. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't mind a uh, out of the three of the big three. Um, I, we mentioned this on the first podcast. I think Westbrook, it could be the mo- more consistent DFS play than the other two, just because Westbrook does all three. But I did watch this game, and LeBron, for whatever reason, played like it was the finals, I'm guessing, because it was against Curry and really didn't want to lose. So, I mean, LeBron was actually playing defense. He was hustling, like, first game of the season. They still lost. Made me happy. But, like, he played like it was, like, <laughs> I don't know. The, in my in my opinion, against um, – and this is just my opinion. I think – and I said this on the first podcast, I think. I think they're going to eventually let Westbrook play the most minutes because AD is injury prone and LeBron's just like, he's like 40 something years old or something. I don't even know. I got, I feel like this dude has like just been playing forever, like my old adult and childhood. Like he's just been around forever. I think they eventually let Westbrook take the reins a little bit more, um, especially after that medium. They just blasted that dude. And you know how Westbrook is with the media. He, I don't think he fucking, I don't think, I don't think he likes him at all. So I think he comes out this game, proves a point, even though Chris Paul defense is legit. But I still think Westbrook's just a different human being. Where you know he, if he wants to get to the paint, he's getting to the paint. Yeah. And he also only shot thirteen shots. I don't. Know, I think he'll do more than the 13 shots this next game. I think LeBron makes it a point to get him the ball, put it in his hands a little bit more. So, I mean, they still got to figure – it's just like the Bulls. Like, they they got to figure each other out, even though LeBron and AD's played together. They got Baysmore and Jordan, um, DeAndre Jordan, who's new, and Westbrook, who's new. Three new starters on the team. So, they're still going to figure each other out. But I think they eventually let Westbrook – take a little bit more of the reins to save the other two for playoffs because LeBron and everybody else knows playoffs is where it matters. 
Yeah. The last two games Westbrook's played against Chris Paul, he's put up 50 FanDuel points and 67. So Chris if Paul needs to put up 50 or standard. 67, he hits a, he over exceeds value at 9,000. So, so maybe he, maybe it's one of the narratives he comes to play because he hears Chris Paul's great at defense. For sure. One guy I really like is Anthony Davis. I love Anthony Davis. Not necessarily tomorrow. Probably won't play him. But the way they're using him this year, the way they used him in the preseason, they're not worried about his injury. They're not going to, you know, be careful with him. He played the most minutes on team, almost played 40 minutes. They want to win. They're 0-1. First, they're playing at home again. LA media, crazy. Um, He played all five preseason games, too. All six, I mean. All six of them did not sit one single preseason game. So, and that that shocked me because I looked that up because I know you talk about preseason all the time. But to be honest, I didn't think there was going to be much preseason to look at for the Lakers as far as starters. And I've noticed that he played all the games, and I was completely shocked that they let him play all yeah. the games. So they're not worried about his injury. They don't care. And the way they used him, and the dude took twenty six shots, went to the line seven times, got the boards, got the blocks, the steals. This dude is playing out of his mind. I think he could be MVP this year. Even with all that, I mean, Curry is the front runner for me right now, just after two games. Um, but I really, really like um, Anthony Davis tomorrow. And, and let's be honest, he's he's a top three talent in the NBA right now. Yeah, for sure. And his price is cheap for his team. And you got Jason Tatum around the same price. You got a guy like um, Sabonis at the same price. You got a guy like. I don't, let me look on Fanduel real quick. I mean, he's cheap. 10 2 for this kind of talent, really good. So Yeah, and, you know, he got 58 points last time, and that's definitely not a ceiling game for Anthony Davis, I don't think. So, like, he could definitely be in the 60s easily. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I He probably won't be in my lap tomorrow, but I do like him a lot at that price. What, uh, I can't remember. Um, What school did Anthony Davis go to? I don't know. I think he went to a school, you know. I don't, I don't know what school he went to. I don't know. I think he maybe went to, like, University of Richmond or something. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, obviously, everybody's going to be eyes on this game. I mean, this is, you know, probably going to be a playoff matchup eventually, um, depending on how it's going. And plus, it's on ESPN, so everybody's going to be watching it. Not everybody has NBA League Pass like we do, Ryan. So I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, just Laker fans. I mean, there's tons of them all over the uh, all over the U.S., all over the world. So a lot of eyes on this game. Uh, I'm interested yeah. to see how Russell Westbrook uh, bounces back. So that's going to be interesting to me. But our final game of the slate is um, the uh, it's going to be the Utah Jazz and the Sacramento Kings going to Sacramento. There. Uh, the actual spread on this one is Jazz are favored by five and a half, and the over and under is two twenty-five and a half. We'll start on the visiting side, like always. With uh, what do you like about the Utah Jazz? Absolutely nothing. Um, you just you can't play the Jazz in DFS. Um, you know, they just it's just so hard to play them all the time because they're like they always go under. What's the point spread? Uh, the it's two twenty five and a half. It's a lot. Sacramento. So Sacramento's very bad on defense. So you can play some, I guess. I like Rudy Gobert tomorrow. What's his price? Let me look. Yeah, eight two. I like his price. Sacramento's absolutely dog crap against center. 
They're actually dog cuffing against everyone. And Rudy Gobert actually was scoring yesterday, which I said on the podcast. Rudy, if you're going to play Rudy Gobert, you're going to need six, 15 plus points from him. He scored 16. This game was a blowout. So he only played 29 minutes, but he took nine shots. Um, got the boards, a lot of boards actually. Gets the block. Um, so I don't mind him at 8,200. But again, there's better centers on the slate for sure. But you can definitely, no one will play him. And Sacramento just let Nurkic have like a shit ton. I think it was like almost 60 on them. And Gobert's a much better play. Um, so yeah, it's probably just Rudy Gobert a bust for me. I don't like Don Mitchell. He doesn't do shit except score. So I hate his price. Um, that's probably my, that's pretty much it for me from the Jazz. You just can't play any of them in DFS at all. No, they're, they're the, a slow paced team. Uh, they're going to obviously slow the other team down. Um, they got Jazz are really good on defense. So I, I, I'm willing to bet that doesn't go over 225. I mean, Utah scored 107 against the terrible Oklahoma City Thunder. So, I mean, I would assume they would score around the same and Sacramento's going to score less than. Well, not less than 86 that Oklahoma City's Thunder scored. But the 225 and a half, that's a lot of points against the Jazz. What do you think? For sure. Yeah, I think it goes under. Um, for sure. I don't think Sacramento, in a, in a really good matchup, they only put up 124. So, the Jazz held the Thunder to, like, and it was 86. Could be wrong. Yeah, 86. It was 107-86. And they only scored 100. So, I, you know, the Jazz could score a lot. I don't know. I think it's under. I think they hit the under. Pretty easily. Oh, for sure. I mean, Sacramento scored 124, but Portland's defense is not great at all. No, not at all. So, um, and I don't like anyone on Sacramento at all. Um, maybe De'Aaron Fox, just because the usage is there. There's much better plays at the point guard position, just in my opinion. Um, and the Jazz defense is really good. You can't attack it. So, yeah. My I don't like anyone. Legit. The only, yeah, the only one like guy that you could use out of this whole slate and this is just for large field, is a Donovan Mitchell um, who can go off as a high ceiling. Um, I mean, you could use Gobert as well, obviously, 8200 price. But I just – this is just a, a nasty game. But uh, De'Aaron Fox is nice. He's just not going to do well this game against the Jazz. And um, just, bet the, just bet the under. For sure. But he, he also came from Kentucky as well. I don't know if anybody knew that. Um, but yeah, Darren Fox went to Kentucky as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. But, um, needless to say, I mean, when, when you're looking at the slate, um, like what I do, I don't know what Brian does, I take games out of the equation. So, like, if it's a 13 game slate, I may take four or five games out of the slate or just four or five teams out of, off the slate. So it makes it easier for your player pool. On who you want to play? Sure. You have anything? You do anything like that? You just, just don't even look at the game. Yeah, not usually. I usually have a good idea of who I like to play, and then I see how much though you know money it is for the players that are left. So I usually have like a core four I build around. Right. Like two studs, two value plays. And it's all a jigsaw puzzle from there. Roster construction is huge. Yeah. I'll actually give my input on what it was on the big slate on Wednesday. It was I had um my lineup. I just know I built around Kevin Porter Jr., Montrez Harrell, De'Aaron Fox, um, and Dave won it. No, I didn't say Josh Giddy. I had those four in my lineup to start all the time. Gotcha. 
Because I had some John Morant in there too. So it was Deer and Fox. Oh yeah, it was De'Aaron Fox, Josh Giddy, Kevin Porter, and Montrez. Those were the key four that were always in my lineup, no matter what when I started building. So, yeah, one thing I do want to mention, like if you guys go in and you check box scores, don't just go to points. Like if you're looking at points, and I just got this box score up, Bogdan got 22 real points, but he didn't do hardly anything else. You know what I mean? That's like, why I hate Donovan Mitchell too. Is he doesn't do much other. It's my exactly. Kyle, up the assist, and I just hate his price at. Basically, eighty seven hundred. It's just not playable for what he does. You could always uh, find a spot for uh, Jordan Clarkson, depending on his price. Like I played Jordan Clarkson a lot last year, coming off that bench, he has high usage. Um, but uh, he all he does is score as well. But when you get him at like five K or something like that, like, I think he was like five K last year. Like he's always a play for sure. I think that's it from this game, though. Any final thoughts for you? Nope. Nope. Not at all. Um, the all last right. thing that we have to do on the podcast is, what is it, Ryan? Make a lineup. Exactly. Um, Alrighty, so. I, don't, I don't remember who that picked, but you can go if you want. We're missing Dylan. Right. I'm, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go a little different here. And this is the guy we just talked about in a game that probably no one's complaining about. And I'm going to take Rudy Gobert center. I like Rudy. So, again, the two minds, three minds lineup we always build at the end of the podcast is GPP determined. It's guys we like that mostly won't end up in our lineups. Um, but we don't want to go too crazy, so we still have some guys in there, you know, that we like. But just it's more GPP-based, for sure. Exactly. You definitely want to take your shots. Uh, but when we say take your shots, we don't mean take your shots like a hope and a prayer that, um, you know, um, for example, like don't play Eric Pascal thinking he's going to get you like thirty points. Yeah. Like, you don't want to take, take shots in all nine positions because this lineup could still very easily if you take that shots in all nine, finish like one eighty. So yeah, which you know. be in the very bottom. Yeah. Well, on today's slate, you know, you're just missing cash. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is that is um is very true. Uh, today was a, a weird weird slate for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So we got uh, Rudy Gobert, right? Yep. All right. Let's go. Um, it's oh my guy here. I'm going to get some extreme value here, and we're going to go Alex Caruso. And, uh, again, we can, cha- we can change these at the end. It doesn't matter if you put them at point guard, shooting guard. We can change it if we need to. For sure. Well, since science just gave us some nice value for me to spend up again, we're going to go Anthony Davis at power forward. Thought you would do that. Honestly, thought you would do that. Yes, I can be a, a value seeker. One, one guy, uh, yeah, I understand. Uh, one guy I think uh, is going to be a must play in all my lineups. I'll probably uh, be built around him is Kevin Porter Jr. Sure. 
at 6,000, uh, he definitely should get over 30 points. So. You want him at the point guard or the small forward position? Uh, we're going to do small forward. Okay. Alrighty. Um, where do I want to go now? Okay. We're going to go again at small forward, and we're going to go Obi Toppin. Obi. Oh, never mind. He's power forward, but still, go Obi Toppin. All right, so it's weird that he was drafted as a small forward. Uh, he was yeah. listed as a small forward in his, uh, you know, draft and everything, and now he's listed as a power forward on Vandal. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's extremely strange to me, but, you know, it is what it is. All right, let's go... One guy I don't know if we talked about him a lot um, on this podcast, uh, but let's go. Um, let's assume Bradley Bill's not playing, and let's go Spencer Dinwiddie. All right, I like it. Okay, I'm gonna go spend up again on my fair play the entire thing. We're gonna go Kevin Durant. Ooh, Kevin Durant. So now, definitely got to find a little bit of value here. Remember, you can still move Kevin Porter to point guard or shooting guard. Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I was like uh, looking to see what was on there. Can we do a thing real quick? Can we move Kevin Porter to point guard? Kevin Porter to point guard? I like a small forward for value. So if you want to take a shooting guard. Um, or can I just, should I just take my guy? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take my last guy real quick. Um, I don't know how much that's going to give you. Um, Crusoe can play shooting guard, eh? Yep. Okay, so... Let me see what this does real quick. Are you putting it in Scotty Barnes? No, actually. Um, okay, so it's going to have 5,400 for a shooting guard or point guard. So I'll let you work that. We're going to go Lori Markin in that small forward. Give, you some of that, give us some of that Cavs. Yeah, we're definitely not playing him. I love Lori Markin. I said it earlier. I love Lori Markin's price. So he has that same upside, especially if Garland's out. So we'll go Lori Markin in a small forward. No, and that that uh, actually fits in uh, perfectly for your guy. Oh yeah, wow. So we'll go one of your uh, favorite plays on the slate, uh, Giddy. Yeah, and that's that a really nice lineup. Hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a really nice lineup. And it is a oh. way to get different because nobody's going to have AD and Kevin Durant and Gobert in the same lineup. Oh, for sure. I'll let you read it off. Yeah, so we got uh, we're going to have Alex Caruso and Kevin Porter at the point. Uh, our shooting guards are going to be Dinwiddie and Giddy, and then the small forwards is Markinen and Durant, Obi Toppin and AD at the power forward, and Gobert at the center. One thing, if you guys are playing this lineup, if Bradley Bill is in, you could definitely play with the Dinwiddie approach because there are you can go down to Maxi and have about four hundred dollars more if you wanted to. Um, Nikhil Alexander Walker is in play, so like if uh, Dinwiddie doesn't end up or Bill ends up playing. 
you know, you can go off of Dinwiddie and always pivot. But this is just the night before, and we're just playing a what if. If Bradley builds out, I absolutely love Spencer Dinwiddie tomorrow. Oh, for sure. Me too. Yeah. So, I mean, if he, if he, if, uh, old boy's in there, you could definitely go off of, uh, Spencer. That's a great thing because you still, he's still kind of a 6,200 mid price kind of, uh, shooting guard. You can go down, save some money and go up from Caruso or, um, if you're not a fan of the marketing play, you can go up from him. However you want to spend your money. Uh, we're just, um, just like to throw these shots out there. I like it. Gobert, AD, and Kevin Durant. Like that's just those three guys. Serious upside. Yeah, for sure. And the Obi Toppin play because I think he will get a lot more run um, against Orlando. Because even though I mean I assume it's going to be a blowout. Me too. Any final thoughts on this slate? Well, I think we we nailed it pretty much. Just you know, don't box score chase early on in the season and. uh don't expect too much, um, you know, it's still really early in the season, so. Definitely do not box score chase. Um, but there's still some pieces out there that they need to play together, um, you know, so it's it's definitely different. Um, look out for the Ben Simmons news. Hopefully they trade him here soon because it's getting yeah. ridiculous. But uh, the season junk, I mean, really, this is only the second big slate of the year. So, you know, we've had two small slates, so. Really, this is the second biggest slate we had. So uh, there's some more information we're going to learn. Uh, teams are going to just play better, shoot better. So uh, as always, I mean, you could always hit us up on Twitter. Go and join the Discord. Ultimately, look out tomorrow for pivots. Uh, Dylan had one today. Uh, NBA news is like no other news. Obviously, again, just remember, just because we're on somebody tonight, we might just clear away from them tomorrow or vice versa. Any, anything else, Mike? No, I think you nailed it. All right. Well, as always, see you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Sure.